Thank you for joining us for another podcast from the Commonwealth Club. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to today's meeting uh, of the Commonwealth Club of California. Uh, my name is uh, Scott Roselle. I'm a, a professor of economics in the uh, Freeman Spogli Institute for International Studies um, and uh, uh, at Stanford University. Uh, I'm a Cal grad, so I cover both sides of our of our bay. Um, I, I'm going to be moderator for the meeting uh, for this program this evening, and I really want to thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure to extend this special welcome to any new club members who are watching and invite everyone to visit the club on the website, www.commonwealthclub.org. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tough time out here, and so they really want you to consider a donation to the club in this sort of uncertainty. Uh, with your financial contributions, they continue to do these types of programs and more. Um, so, uh, so this program uh, today is presented by the club's Asia-Pacific Affairs Membership-Led Forum. So it's a uh, th thank you. And they've been getting us ready to go. They've been just absolutely terrific. Um, we encourage you during the presentations, uh, after the presentations, um, the listening audience to give us questions, ask, give us comments. We, we really want to hear from you. Uh, and so just write them in the YouTube text chat window right next to where you're, where you're on your streaming channel, and we'll get to as many of them as possible. Um, with, with Sean and Lewis here, uh, you, you know, you got questions, uh, they'll, they'll try to give you answers. So now it's my privilege and pleasure to ask you to join me in welcoming our speakers, our panelists, our uh, uh, Sean... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Sean Randolph uh, uh, and Louis Chan. Uh, today we'll be discussing China's greater Bay Area and our Bay Area. Uh, can we collaborate? And of course, in this in this time of uh, U.S.-China tension, in this time of uh, recovering from COVID, in this in this time of the 21st century, as we're trying to develop and move forward. Uh, collaboration and working together is such an important part of it. And um, I've, I've had a chance to talk to both of them in preparation of this, and I think the messages that they're going to give are, are very important and, and informative. So uh, uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I'm just going to give you a very, very brief introduction for both of the speakers. Um, in your program, there's a long bio. You could, you could fill up a half a book with their, uh, their former um, uh, uh, activities uh, and, and titles, but uh, the, the first speaker is going to be Sean Randolph. Uh, he's the Senior Director of the Bay Area Council of uh, Economic Institute, um, and it's a wide-reaching uh, uh, institute uh, that has connections inside China, in Hong Kong, uh, in the, the greater southern uh, Bay Area of China, and in our Bay Area. So, uh, uh, Sean, why don't you go and I'll introduce you, Louis, uh, uh, right before you give your talk. Okay, so uh, Sean, uh, the floor is yours. I want to say thank you very much, Scott, and uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, this is a very, really interesting topic, and as Scott mentioned, uh, it's a rather challenging time in U.S.-China relations. There are a lot of issues on the table bilaterally, and more seem to be added all the time. And in that environment, it's particularly important that we look for opportunities to work together, especially in the business field, especially at the subnational level. And the greater Bay Area of Southern China may provide one landscape with opportunities uh, for us, in fact, to work together. Uh, I was privileged earlier this year uh, to work with the Hong Kong Trade Development Council on a report uh, which aimed to interpret this plan in China for Bay Area and U.S. audiences to help them understand what the structure, what the intent is of the greater Bay Area plan and uh, what it may mean for companies here in the Bay Area, California and, and Silicon Valley. So I'll give a short presentation uh, that will hit the high points of that plan uh, before we go on to our discussion. So first of all, uh, it's a national strategy 
of China. It is deeply embedded now in China's policy and planning documents and has the uh, support of China's central government. There are other Bay Areas in China uh, that might in the future receive similar designation. Uh, there's Hangzhou Bay, which is near Shanghai. Uh, there's in northern China, the area around uh, Tianjin and Davian, uh, Bohai Bay. But they don't have the official status that the China Bay Area does in, in southern China. So that's where we're going to focus. Uh, the idea, if you go back to the origins, it is loosely modeled, in fact, on the San Francisco Bay Area, which is a multi-jurisdictional integrated economy, a regional economy that is very global and that uniquely in the world concentrates innovation and production assets to be really the premier global center for technology and innovation. And these are things that China would like to replicate. And one pathway, of course, is to be able to connect and collaborate between the greater Bay Area of China and our San Francisco Bay Area. And I think the focus on southern China builds on that region. Really, it's the Pearl River Delta that we all know on its historical role as a trading zone for China. It was really the first place in China that opened up uh, for trade with the West. And it has since then been really the foremost grounds in China for pursuing economic reform. And here you can see, if we go back to those days, early trading days in Canton, uh, what were called the factories, the trading houses uh, in Canton, and the waterfront today, uh, just a little bit of change since then. So strategically, and, and there is definitely a strategy behind this, uh, the idea is to connect and integrate the economies of Hong Kong and Macau, the special administrative regions, with nine cities in adjacent Guangdong province. So again, basically ringing the Pearl River Delta. Uh, each one of these jurisdictions has unique assets. And the idea is to build on and leverage those assets and then connect them. And considering that Hong Kong is part of that, as is Macau, to sort of deepen the implementation of the one country, two systems under which Hong Kong has been operating uh, for decades now. So part of this relates to the deeper economic integration of Hong Kong into China, but especially with the surrounding and complementary economies uh, in the Pearl River Delta. And there's a global aspect of this. As I mentioned, I think the San Francisco Bay Area is seen as a global center for technology and innovation. And China would like to see the China Bay Area also be a global platform for technology and innovation, and of course, a point of a global connection for China. Uh, so there's the map, and we can see it. We've got Hong Kong there, uh, Hong Kong opposite that, and then Guangdong province surrounding that, uh, Shenzhen, uh, the special administrative region just across uh, from Hong Kong. And you can see the cities there. Uh, the core cities that are a part of the region uh, in Guangdong province. So what strategies is China following to implement this? And I have to say, I've spoken going back seven or eight years at several conferences in China. I was asked to speak on the topic, and I didn't quite understand it then. It's matured a lot since then. So I think we now, we, we, we have the outline of, of what China is, is putting into this package. So uh, at its base is infrastructure. Uh, lots of investment is going into uh, roadway, airport, light rail, uh, bridges, all kinds of infrastructure projects that will physically integrate the region more than it is today and make the movement of both goods, because it's a major trading and manufacturing area, as well as people uh, for services and other purposes uh, more efficient. Uh, part of that involves, of course, new construction of infrastructure. Part of it also involves uh, regulatory and economic incentives, uh, regulatory changes that will allow both financial capital and people to move for more freely within the region. And, and we will come back to this in just a few moments. And then the third major component is a significant infrastructure into the site, rather 
investment into the scientific research infrastructure of the region to help develop and, and enhance uh, existing research clusters, help create new clusters really to anchor the greater Bay Area more firmly in uh, the map of global innovation. So a lot of this is about linking and connecting, because all this is already there. Uh, there's new investment in connecting things, but you have major assets uh, that are in place. So we think the core cities, three core cities, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, next door, and, and Guangzhou. So the idea is to link these cities and then link other node cities, other major cities, the Nai and Guangzhou province, with, with them. So this involves... Most importantly, deeper, a deeper connection of Hong Kong and Shenzhen, which border each other, uh, Guangzhou and Foshan, and Macau and Zhuhai. And these are both all cities that are proximate to each other. Uh, part of that, going back to the one country, two systems policy, is to deepen the connection of Hong Kong's economy and its deeper integration with the mainland's economy. And then there are specific urban zones that are points of concentration. So there's the Shenzhen-Chinhai free trade zone, and that's an area that's targeted for development of service industries. And of course, Shenzhen is a very strong service area already. There's the Guangzhou-Nansha new area, and that's really focused on finance and logistics that relate to trade. And then there's Zhuhai-Hengjin free trade zone, that's Macau, uh, and linked with Macau, which is already a tourism center. So they want to build on tourism and e-commerce, logistics, but there are a lot of natural areas next door uh, to Macau. So there's sort of a, a tourism echo theme around what would happen in that particular zone. So you can see a lot of infrastructure here. Uh, all these cities are incredibly impressive. The bridges being built or that are in place. And as I mentioned, uh, science uh, and research investment is an important part of this. So you have the Hong Kong Science Park in place already with initiatives developing now around uh, healthcare and biotech through their you know, Hong Kong initiative and also their AIR uh, uh, you know, Hong Kong initiative, which focuses on uh, uh, artificial intelligence. So the Hong Kong Science Park, part of that in Hong Kong, but beyond that, you also have the Hong Kong Shenzhen Innovation and Technology Park, which is a new facility on the border of Hong Kong and Shenzhen that's designed to benefit from the access of both. So jurisdictionally within Hong Kong, with all the assets that has, but enabling easy movement of people back and forth into Shenzhen and sort of access to the research and also the manufacturing and other activity uh, in Shenzhen. So that's going to be a major development. Uh, also, you have the Guangzhou AI and Digital Economy Pilot Zone. You have in Shenzhen an area around robotics. So these are all significant long-term investments that are being made into the R&D infrastructure of the region. Uh, there's also some interesting regulatory experimenting going on. Uh, and again, the idea being to reduce the friction and increase the ease of movement of people and, and capital and business across these different jurisdictional borders. And just remember the Bay Area, we have a lot of jurisdictions and uh, counties don't always work so closely together here. Well, here you have rather bigger and different jurisdictions uh, that also have regulatory differences. So uh, things like the development of small business permits that will enable small business to operate cross-border. Uh, personal bank accounts uh, in dual currencies. Uh, Shared driver's license. This is pretty simple stuff at, at one level, but you can imagine how difficult it would be for us here. But these are the kinds of things around ease of personal movement that are being looked at now. Um, and I think that China is looking at the greater Bay Area in southern China as a prototype for what could happen in the other regions that they call Bay Areas uh, in China. So again, the Hangzhou Bay, Bohai Bay, um, not as developed as this, but whatever works or doesn't work in uh, the greater Bay Area in Southern China uh, will be used to inform what China does in these other uh, incipient Bay Area regions. So Hong Kong has a pretty unique part of this. Uh, it's already a major Asia Pacific headquarters uh, for multinational companies. It's already a major 
International Business Service Center, uh, a, the leading financial center in, in Asia, one of the leading ones in the world, huge center for renminbi financing, uh, major location now for, for IPOs. Uh, one of the things that really carves it out and I think makes the China Greater Bay Area in southern China different from whatever may happen elsewhere in China is uh, Hong Kong's common law system uh, uh, with the focus on respect for contracts, respect for intellectual property, a very well-established commercial dispute settlement process that makes it a, 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 a comfortable place for global businesses doing business with, with China. Uh, it also has highly respected universities, as we were pointing out earlier, well-developed R&D infrastructure. And it's also looking in the other direction, uh, a well-established platform for companies uh, from overseas that are doing business in China, but also for Chinese companies moving outward into the Asia Pacific and, and the global economy. So really a platform moving in both directions toward the greater Bay Area and out of the greater Bay Area. Uh, within uh, the Asia-Pacific region. So there are still a lot of questions around this. It's, it's pretty early days. The investment is being made. Uh, it has high-level support from the Chinese government. Uh, the questions are, you know, will the whole be more than the sum of the parts? The Pearl River Delta has been there for a long time as an economic region. I can think 20 years ago, when people spoke about kind of me global mega regions, the Pearl River Delta was, was one of those. Uh, so will the Greater Bay Area be more than that? Uh, it is really interesting because it integrates so many things. It integrates the manufacturing capacity, which is enormous. You could say that Guangdong province is really kind of the world's manufacturing center. That, is, that capacity is there. You've got the tech and the entrepreneurial activity, uh, especially concentrated in, in Shenzhen uh, with many large tech companies. And then you have uh, the common law environment and Hong Kong is a major financial center. So that's a pretty unique combination uh, that makes it, I think, very significant and interesting for overseas partners. Uh, the one variable that I think we, we have to be aware of and keep an eye on is you know, the changing political environment in Hong Kong and the national security law. Uh, which I think has put Hong Kong under a bit more of a microscope vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, its relationship with China and the business conditions uh, in, in Hong Kong. And I think that also sort of affects the, the environment for uh, collaboration of U.S. companies in, in the greater Bay Area. So I think that's something to, to keep in the background. The... I think the bottom line, I think, looking at the San Francisco Bay Area, and our opportunity here is we have really historic ties with Hong Kong and with Guangdong Province. Most of the Chinese immigration into our region came from Guangdong Province, so there's deep family ties. If you look at the similarities, Hong Kong, uh, we're both very open economies. We're both major service centers. Both of us are, are anchors, economic anchors for our region, and we're both uh, highly globalized economies. I think the technology options for collaboration in the Greater Bay Area, and this sort of goes back to the reality of the political environment these days, uh, are being constrained at the moment by U.S.-China uh, politics, U.S.-China relations. Uh, and I think even though I think the, the, the issues are real and we need to be aware of them, uh, there, there's no indication at this time that the fundamental environment for doing business in Hong Kong has has changed. And I think Hong Kong's role as a global financial center uh, is as strong as ever. So I think Hong Kong continues to prevent a, a, uh, present a unique platform for engaging with the greater China Bay Area. I think we just need to acknowledge that that is taking place within a larger environment uh, that's challenging, I think, for those of us who would like to see more collaboration uh, with the region. So we did look at what fields are perhaps most promising uh, for investment, for collaboration, where it's less likely to run into some of those political obstacles, uh, but fields that are priorities for us here and in the China Bay Area. And there were quite a few of those, uh, one being climate change uh, that can inclu include uh, uh, technology. It can include 
uh, planning around how do you ad- adapt to sea level rise if we're both right on the water. Uh, clean renewable energy, uh, healthcare, we both have uh, challenges there. We both have aging populations. Uh, mobility around electrical or autonomous vehicles, uh, biomedicine, pharmaceutical, uh, fintech, of course, we're a huge fintech center, and so is Hong Kong. So there may be other fields. There are, I'm certain, for collaboration, but we felt that those were promising fields uh, to start with. Uh, Again, the potential unique concentration in the entire world uh, in the China Bay Area for manufacturing, combined with the tech, combined with global services, um, strong financial system in Hong Kong, uh, strong legal system around, uh, around commerce. I think those things in Hong Kong really distinguish China's Bay Area from any other ones. Political certainties are there. Whatever happens, I think, with the overall plan, uh, there will be a long-term legacy of China's investment in science, uh, its investment in infrastructure uh, in the region, which I think will continue to enable the region to continue to grow and uh, across those jurisdictions uh, present potentially strong opportunities for collaboration with us here in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, but California and, and across the U.S. So there we are. Uh, Hong Kong, it looks a lot like San Francisco when you look at the water's level, and uh, the similarities don't stop there. So that is the uh, the end of my presentation. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Scott uh, to continue our program. Good. Uh, Sean, that was fantastic. Very, very interesting. I, um, You know, I'm uh, an economist that's worked on China for 40 years and have gone in and out of that area. And um, I always thought the greater Bay Area was infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. But I think from your talk, I see that it's ideas, it's people, it's technology um, that's bringing this area tighter and tighter together. And obviously, like you said, the 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 promises of collaboration, there are, we have challenges. We know there's challenges, but the promise of collaboration even in just the number of fields of climate change and clean energy and biomedicine, fintech, uh, you know, can can bring, I think, you know, not only us together to work together, but that that uh, it can bring prosperity to the regions and to the whole world. So thank you. That was that was very, very good. And uh, uh, th- thank you for taking the time and doing that. Um, so now, um, without further ado, get your questions down for, for Sean. Write them down, put them in the text box. Uh, I'm going to uh, deal with this later. What, what I'm going to do now, now is introduce you to our second speaker, uh, Louis Chan. And uh, I had a chance to meet Louis uh, a few weeks ago and, and prep for this. And then I've done all the background reading on him. And uh, uh, he's... Uh, 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 quite quite the guy and has has done a lot uh for the hong kong trade development council he's a principal economist he leads the global research team and uh, he's going to dig even deeper into the china greater bay area and uh, I, I think uh, trigger a lot of discussion here so lewis it's it's all yours well thank you very much scott uh uh good day friends uh uh, in the United States, this is Louis Chen of HKDC Research. It's really a pleasure to know that uh, there is a growing interest uh, in Bay-to-Bay collaboration and uh, that um, there are more and more GBA-themed events gathering friends in the United States and around the world. Now, in order for me not to repeat what Sean has just uh, shared in his presentation and more importantly, what he had put down earlier uh, this year in our joint research project report. Uh, Today, I would like to take a few minutes uh, to walk you all through a newly launched business support program called uh, GBA, GoGBA, which is developed by the Hong Kong Trade Development Council and dedicated to be a one-stop support platform for Hong Kong and international entrepreneurs doing business in the Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay area. 
Uh, as some of you might already know, the HKTDC is a statutory body established in 1966 to promote, assist, and develop Hong Kong's trade. We have 50 offices globally, including three in the United States and 13 in mainland China. The HKTDC promote Hong Kong as a two-way global investment and business uh, hub. Now, to facilitate the venture into the uh, GBA, of uh, Hong Kong companies and companies are based in Hong Kong, including U.S. companies. We have adopted a total solution approach to provide timely GBA intelligence and support. Just in last June, we launched the Go GBA one-stop one -stop platform. In order to make it more lively to you, let me show you a short video about the program. Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area is mainland China's key development strategy. As part of the mainland's 14th five-year plan, which promotes dual circulation, the Greater Bay Area offers unprecedented opportunities for business. In line with the 2020 policy address of the Chief Executive of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region, the Hong Kong Trade Development Council has launched GoGBA, a one-stop platform to help Hong Kong companies capture greater Bay Area business opportunities. The new GoGBA WeChat mini-program is a digital platform offering practical tools for cross-border business and timely information to facilitate business in the greater Bay Area. With 50 offices globally, including 13 in mainland China, the HKTDC has strengthened support for SMEs in the Greater Bay Area. By setting up the HKTDC GBA Center in Shenzhen and Go GBA Business Support Centers in multiple Greater Bay Area cities, offering an even more comprehensive service network. The GoGBA one-stop platform offers a wide array of activities to help you develop and expand in the Greater Bay Area. GoGBA offers workshops and a business advisory service to help you better understand market trends. The platform offers market visits for SMEs to experience, understand and expand into the Greater Bay Area. The platform encourages Greater Bay Area enterprises to leverage Hong Kong services to go global. The Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area. New opportunities, new energy, new journey. Go GBA one-stop platform, helping you navigate Greater Bay Area opportunities. So thank you. As, uh, as the video showed, uh, the Go GBA one-stop program covers uh, three major sources of uh, services. A key component includes a digital uh, platform comprising of the Go GBA mini program and website to empower people do cross boundary business across the GBA across the GBA with timely information and policy updates as well as practical tools. It goes without saying that my department HKDC Research will continue to be an essential source of information, providing free of charge the latest uh, market intelligence of authoritative research for Hong Kong uh, businesses doing business in the GBA and around the world. The, the HKTDC GBA Center and GoGBA Business Support, uh, on the other hand, will provide advisory and training to any uh, enterprising entrepreneurs who would like to do or expand their business in the global uh, in the uh, in the uh, Greater Bay Area, and HKTDC online and offline activities will offer networking opportunities for companies to explore business opportunity in the region. Now, just to just to give you a more concrete idea, we HKTDC organize more than 30 industry fairs and conferences every year locally. These offer excellent opportunities for companies to find contests and feel comfortable the market for themselves from Hong Kong. 
With the clear potential of the Greater Bay Area development, we encourage uh, U.S. companies to leverage Hong Kong and our GoGBA one-stop platform to tap opportunities in the region. And we at HKTDC, especially our Greek teams based in Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York, are ready and willing to walk with you to take full advantage of the opportunities. So with that said, thank you very much for your time. And thank you very much again, the Commonwealth Club of California for having me in today. And I look forward to your questions. Over to you, Scott. Good. Now, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Lewis and uh, uh, Sean, uh, both of you. Thank you very much. That was great. And we now have lots of time for questions from, from you and put them in the YouTube text box right on the side there. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to take... Uh, the prerogative of the chair and ask a couple of questions. I'm gonna, we just heard Lewis. So let me, let me start with you, Lewis. I, I found your Go GBA one-stop platform, very, very interesting. And I like the greater barrier that we live in here. It's clear that small businesses are one of the real drivers of business investment, technological breakthroughs, right? Uh, um, you know, at, at Stanford, our students, they want to go to those small businesses, sometimes much bigger than the, the, the bigger ones, uh, that, that there's just lots of, um, of potential there. Now, I'm assuming since you spent so much time, uh, so much effort, which is totally worth it, creating this Go GBA platform that um, the, the council uh, has done, that at least some of the time in the past, you believed that one of the barriers to these small firms to make it, right, to move out, to create new technologies, to, to spread across the, the entire Bay Area, was that they needed more information, more intelligence, more access to networks, all, all of those many, many, many things that is in the G, GBA, Go GBA platform. So my question to you, um, Lewis, is that besides the constraints that you were addressing with this one-stop platform, what other constraints are facing SMEs in Hong Kong and in the rest of the GBA? Um, is it access to finance, human resources, a legal system that treats small and large businesses equally? Others, is there anything that you guys might want to do then um, to help in these matters? Or, or, uh, you know, or, or is that for the other guys? So uh, what do you think? No, we, we actually... Uh conduct a survey and in-depth uh, uh, company interviews uh, with more than 20, uh, 250 local startups uh, in the middle of last year to better understand okay, and identify uh, both the growth opportunities and barriers okay, uh, among them in the GBA. And uh, the findings uh, were quite interesting. Uh, 40, uh, 43% of respondents said Okay, the, the different uh, institutional systems, including tax and legal there, still hinder their expansion plans. Okay. And as companies have to devote extra resources to understanding and aligning with uh, mainland uh, business practices and workforce, uh, they are often put off uh, interesting projects because they just don't have enough resources to do so. So this is also one of the principal reasons why uh, we have put our one-stop uh, platform uh, in place just uh, to help them or to give them uh, some uh, opportunities with ease. And, and other 40% were also concerned about uh, uncertain market conditions. Uh, during some of uh, the company interviews, uh, it became clear that some believe that uh, mainland government policies uh, can be easily subject to change, and which explained why they were uh, I mean, among the startups, uh, they were not uh, too keen about developing their business in the uh, GBA from the beginning or from the, from the onset of their business. Moreover, some local startups are moving into the uh, GBA have to deal with cultural differences, which not only affect their daily communications uh, with uh, customers and staff, but also their ways and means of doing business. Just to give you an example, uh, one of the difficulties encountered by many companies uh, uh, when doing their marketing in uh, the mainland is that um, it's about the access to social media. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are widely used in Hong Kong, 
But uh, yeah, on the mainland, okay, uh, WeChat and uh, the little web blog, Xiaohongshu, uh, are much more common marketing channels. So uh, you have to uh, shift, okay, to the other platforms in order to get your marketing message and techniques uh, through, okay, if you would, you really want to develop a long-term business uh, across the border. And other barrier to doing business uh, in the GBA market mentioned by another one-third of, of the uh, respondents uh, is uh, the lack of uh, reliable market information, which increases the, their worry about uh, the lack of certainty of market conditions in the mainland. But of course, uh, having said that, uh, while they encounter uh, a number of barriers uh, when trying to begin operating in the GBA, we still found that uh, quite a number of them, uh, according both to the survey and company interview results, uh, 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 if they can really uh, find the market niche and uh, conform to the overall development directions, and they do find very uh, obvious uh, advantages. Uh, some notable examples uh, include, uh, just like example Sean mentioned in uh, his uh, presentation, uh, concerning the biotechnology and healthcare sector. And uh, we, we have seen that uh, many people talk about uh, the, uh, the differences uh, of, uh, of uh, qualification recognition and uh, um, medicine registration uh, legislation uh, between Hong Kong and the rest of the GBA. But we have already seen some forerunners, uh, including, for example, the Hong Kong Medical and uh, Healthcare Device Industries Association. They are trying to lobby the Hong Kong government uh, to negotiate with our GBA governments uh, on integrating the relevant rules and regulations in future. So uh, in case there are some new laws regarding some new uh, drugs okay, to be used, okay, both in Hong Kong and the rest uh, of uh, the GBA, then they will have uh, more uh, 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 common or harmonized uh, legislations are going to take care of uh, the drug uh, registration and so on. And uh, another example is uh, regarding uh, some business they are subject to uh, import regulations. So these companies, uh, uh, they advise to set up their factories or manufacturing uh, facilities uh, in uh, any of the GBA cities to benefit uh, the uh, unfettered access to the mainland market as a whole. So we have seen uh, some companies, uh, they're invited by uh, GBA governments, uh, different city uh, governments, to set up, uh, for example, aquaponics uh, farming plants, okay, in uh, GBA, okay, in order to sell, okay, tariff-free and uh, market access-free uh, uh, to uh, the rest of uh, the GBA and also the rest of uh, the mainland Chinese market. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, a company's ability to, to succeed really depends on how well they're on the pulse of the market. So there are definitely uh, new market niches, okay, uh, developing or emerging, okay, not just in Hong Kong or in Macau uh, or, or in uh, the Greater Bay Area, but also in the rest of uh, the China, mainland China market. But uh, we, will, we, we, we happen to to see that uh, Hong Kong, and we strongly believe that Hong Kong remains a very uh, good okay, gateway or, or a springboard for you to test your idea before entering the uh, gigantic uh, uh, Chinese market. And uh, the GBA just offer a very good uh, test bed for you to not just test your report, but also the resilience of your project Okay, uh, in a city like Hong Kong, and uh, with uh, the financial strength and uh, the market infrastructure and also the market size just right after uh, or across the border. So thank you very much. Over to you, Scott. Yeah, so it's it's very clear from uh, from listening is that uh, uh, the Hong Kong Trade and Development Council does a lot more than go GBA uh, and, that, uh, and that firms do have many different challenges, I would say, to try to, to, try to uh, spread business uh, between Hong Kong and the greater Bay Area out to the rest of the world and out the rest of China. But that, and you guys do a lot to overcome those constraints, but it's, it's clear that there's other constraints that, that maybe are out of your control or that, that, that need to be addressed uh, in, in other ways. So uh, let, let me turn it back to Sean, um, you know, for a second. Uh, I, I, I kept hearing 
you know, the, the challenges of going into China, of going in through Hong Kong and into China. Um, maybe you could say, uh, you know, the thinking just about the Bay Area, the of San Francisco Bay Area and the, and the companies that have gone into China, you know, maybe through Hong Kong. Um, what what are the, I, I guess, very quickly, what are the industries that have uh, the bulwark uh, of of that, and then um, what um, uh, what what are these promising new fields? You told us climate change and clean energy are 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 they going to be able to penetrate into there? Um, so what's in the past, and what do you think? Um, where is the, the 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 real low hanging fruit, if there are any, <laughs> or relatively low hanging fruit? Yeah, it is an interesting question, Scott, and. Uh, I think as Lewis alluded that uh, there's already a basis in the greater Bay Area for this trans-border activity. Hong Kong has been investing in Shenzhen forever. And so it's not like this is an an entirely new thing, but there are still jurisdictional differences and legal differences. And, you know, there's competition out there too. Um, There's a historical degree of competition between Hong Kong and in Shenzhen, between Shenzhen and Guangzhou, you know, our cities jostle together. They compete for stuff. And it's not that different in China. I think the difference in China is you have the national government in the background saying this is a national priority. So I think to a, maybe to a particular degree, people are, are rowing together uh, to try to make it work. And the, I think it's, a, as I mentioned earlier, it's probably more complicated, a bit more challenging than it would have been let's say five years ago, uh, for say a Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area company or, or US company going in uh, into the region or into China in general, uh, in part because of the more complicated uh, political environment in China generally, and then the various kind of constraints here on the US side at the federal level around uh, the actual or potential transfer of, say, key or sensitive technologies. So uh, I think we've seen some narrowing of, of, of those windows. Uh, nevertheless, I think from a, an outside standpoint, you know, here in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, as Lewis mentioned, I think Hong Kong is a really good entry point. You know, the, the, the long-established uh, uh, common law, the, the, the commercial law that's in place, the arbitration that's in place, you know, the market environment, you know, rated as one of the most open economies in in the world. Uh, I think that makes it, and, and really high level of respect for intellectual property, I think that makes it a, a comfortable place to try things out in a relatively small but very sophisticated market. Uh, and from Hong Kong, the relative security of Hong Kong to see you know, how this can play out in these different jurisdictions, recognizing that it's a work in progress, uh, how they actually do end up uh, reducing the internal barriers and, 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 and cooperating. So I think you know, the fields that I was mentioning, just to get into a, a little bit more finely, so we're all, you know, US and China facing issues around climate change. And so there's all these things that we could develop, greenhouse gas reduction, uh, Shoreline protection, we've got all these huge assets, rising sea level, how do you plan for that? Uh, watershed management, the, you know, clean energy that's related to that for sure. Uh, and that gets you into energy efficiency, zero emission vehicles, smart grid, distributed energy, green design, demand side management, smart appliances and lighting. Um, a lot going on there. Healthcare, you know, we both have aging societies, more so in China than here, but it's just a fact of life. So could you look at home robotics, uh, something since COVID especially, telemedicine, uh, uh, medical devices and equipment, you know, wearable devices around health. Uh, Those are pretty straightforward. And then mobility, you know, I mentioned autonomous vehicles, things of that nature. Uh, uh, You can do pilot testing of programs, deploying this technology, uh, research on autonomous vehicle mobility. You know, there's a lot there. And then the infrastructure, I think, in Hong Kong, especially, but in the region more generally, opens up uh, a lot of possibilities. Uh, I think education is a field 
uh, where we can do things together. And I think more broadly in health, you've got things that should be a pretty open field for collaboration, such as diagnostics, therapeutics, uh, clinical trials, uh, uh, data analytics around, around health, personalized medicine, and mesh wearables. So if you dig into these different fields, these are each areas where there is certain strength and infrastructure in Hong Kong and the China Greater Bay Area, but these are definitely priorities and strengths here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So they, they at least provide a, a number of channels to initially think about. And of course, you know, I think FinTech, Hong Kong is such a financial center. And a lot of the questions around enabling business growth, the movement of capital, uh, insurance, cross-border insurance in the Greater Bay Area. Uh, you, can, you can think of a whole list of things where uh, what we do in FinTech potentially aligns with what's happening in Hong Kong and the Greater Bay Area around FinTech to enable that small business growth that you mentioned and, and business more, more generally. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. No, very interesting. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I'm ready to go invest in these special areas, but uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, so at the end of uh, Sean's presentation, he put some questions and issues on the board, Lewis, uh, uh, and one of them was, will the whole of the greater Bay Area be more than the sum of the parts? And um, you know, we ask this all the time here, right? You, you know, is San Jose competing against uh, uh, San Francisco? Does Oakland do something that uh, uh, Richmond or Vallejo, you know, want to do? And uh, are they competing against the other world or, or do they come together and, and become this bigger part? So do you think the the whole of the GBA would be more than some of the parts? Is there anything that we should look at what may may make that true more and more in the future or uh, is constraining it? Or what, what, do you, what do you think about that? No, I, I, I do truly believe that uh, it's just more than the sum of uh, 11 cities. Uh, we all have different uh, capacities. Uh, Hong Kong, for sure, we have a, a very strong uh, financial strength and we are very uh, metropolitan. Uh, we have a, a huge uh, uh, number of uh, international companies and their affiliations here in Hong Kong. And for example, in uh, Shenzhen or in Guangzhou, uh, they will have a stronger manufacturing base and uh, that could help Hong Kong or any other enterprising uh, businesses. They would like to kickstart their journey uh, in the Chinese mainland market, okay, to put their idea into commercialization. So that uh, we, we have a very clear and a very uh, dedicated uh, division of labor, so to speak. Uh, we have different areas of spe specialization. So in, in such, as such, uh, we believe that uh, as long as we perform our own function well, and we are uh, working in a complementarity with each other, then I don't see that uh, we are actually, even with uh, a certain degree or certain level of competition, I think that is a, a very healthy uh, things to emerge and to evolve uh, uh, when uh, regional uh, development is concerned. Uh, just take a look at uh, the San Francisco Bay Area that uh, different counterparts, uh, different uh, stakeholders are doing different things. Okay, some uh, different agglomeration or different clusters can be developed, okay, to, to, to perform different functions. So altogether is going to, uh, to be way beyond one plus one equal two. And uh, we are looking forward to see how these synergies can bring us to uh, a higher level of collaboration and to be a, 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 a success case, okay, for other regional development. So, so um, Sean, to, to take care of that, to take advantage of, of this greater, some of the parts of the whole greater Bay Area, what, I mean, who does what here? I mean, we're such a decentralized country when it comes to to, to uh, uh, economic policy. Can the federal government, can the state government, can, uh, you know, Santa Clara County and San Francisco County, or, or what can what can we do to sort of foster more uh, back and forth and, and investment that 
profits our companies and uh, but then also expands this relationship? Um, good question. I, I think that there's not much of a federal role here that, you know, we can expect to be positive. In fact, you know, I think the federal role is rather on the negative side right now for most collaboration. And the question is, you know, how do we respect that with that and, and, and still move forward in some way? So uh, putting aside the federal role, I think, and this applies to U.S.-China relations more broadly, too. Uh, I think there's an important role to be played going forward at the subnational level uh, by entities, public entities, business entities, uh, in both maintaining a dialogue between the U.S. and China uh, and actually moving forward with you know, sort of concrete uh, business uh, development. The, in other words, I think there's a political dialogue or conversation between Washington and Beijing, but if, if we put that uh, into its own box, uh, you have relationships between states and provinces, like California has a, a relationship with Jiangsu province. Uh, you have relationships between cities, like San Francisco has a relationship with, with Shanghai. Uh, you have business organizations, such as my own, the Bay Area Council, that actually has three offices in China, uh, the main one being in Shanghai and others in Hangzhou, Nanjing, and Beijing that are there and have been there for about 15 years now uh, to help companies from the Bay Area in California uh, establish themselves uh, and, and prosper, hopefully, in, in China. So I think this particular environment there, there is, I think, an important facilitating role, sort of path-opening role to be played by uh, state government, uh, by local governments, uh, by business organizations in sort of supporting, especially business entities that are interested in exploring those opportunities um, and also in helping them understand, you know, so where are the obstacles, you know, things you do not want to run into, and help guide them in pathways uh, that actually will enable them to, to hopefully to prosper in, in China. So at the end, these are business decisions. You know, every business has got to figure out how comfortable are they operating vis-a-vis potential exposure of their intellectual property in China? How, what kind of vulnerability do they feel or do they not feel regarding uh, how the central government may or may not choose to access their data? Uh, there's a range of questions where each company needs to figure out that in relation to what is still broadly felt to be a really strong market opportunity across China. So, uh, but I do think at the subnational level, uh, there's an important opportunity for entities of, of a variety, both public and private, to uh, continue to facilitate business development uh, wherever they can. So I'm gonna I want to turn that right back to Lewis. That's that's it's very interesting. It's what I, I mean, I was sort of thinking you'd go in that direction, <laughs> um, uh, and and there's lots that our subnational governments can do. But if you if you could go, if you could go talk to the Hong Kong Legislative Council into the into the executives there, then and get one new policy or, 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 or one new investment, um, or what would you, what would you try to lobby for, um, to try to make GBA go better and make Hong Kong, uh, trade and development council even more effective. Is there something that, that, you know, could really, you could grab onto and, um, that could make, make businesses keep, even even thrive more. I know businesses in Hong Kong thrive, but could even thrive more. You know, as uh, uh, first of all, thank you for your interesting question. Uh, I think we we have uh, always uh, uh, giving advice to our government uh, whenever uh, the GBA uh, development, especially uh, when uh, export business are concerned, uh, we are always uh, having a close dialogue with the government. And uh, just uh, as I mentioned in my presentation, uh, or, or in, in, in my in my uh, reply to your first question, that um, 
we have we have been doing quite a number of uh, different studies, okay, to help uh, uh, Hong Kong companies and also the uh, policy makers to better understand how uh, the business arena is uh, feeling about or is experiencing across the border in the Greater Bay Area and what obstacles or what challenges or any liquidities that uh, they would like to better harmonize or uh, iron out. Okay, so that they can uh, better facilitate uh, their business can be better facilitated. And uh, if you if you will allow me, and uh, actually I just uh, heard okay uh, earlier uh, this week or perhaps uh, late last week that uh, we have. Uh, if you ask uh, companies, especially foreign companies now based in Hong Kong, uh, amid especially under the uh, COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, then most of them okay are lobbying or are urging the government to try to get a better reopening, a border reopening. Uh, for uh, them, okay, uh, because uh, quite a number or quite a high proportion of uh, international affiliations here in Hong Kong, they are taking care not just uh, their business in Hong Kong, but also, but also across uh, the border, particularly uh, in the southern China, including GBA. So we have already learned that uh, uh, some good news, and uh, the first phase of border reopening arrangement was expected to allow individuals to travel to the Guangdong province without quarantine requirement if they had only been in Hong Kong for the past 14 days. Now, the scheme will, uh, would give priority to business traveler and would be applicable to Hong Kong residents regardless of their nationality. So as such, uh, foreign nationals are based in Hong Kong will be covered. So while we don't yet have uh, a very concrete timetable and roadmap when this scheme can really be put in place, but uh, this uh, uh, I mean, this uh, arrangement as such will, of course, add to Hong Kong's many strings for doing business with the Chinese uh, mainland and especially the GBA. And I think this is really something uh, most uh, foreign business now uh, based in Hong Kong would love to see. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, very, no, it, yes, uh, COVID policy would... Uh, uh, in, across the world in many, many dimensions would probably facilitate business and, uh, in, in so many different ways. Um, we're, we're coming up to the top of the hour now. Um, I, I'm just wondering, maybe, Louis, if you have questions for Sean or if, Sean, you have questions for Louis. You guys have both gone back and forth, and, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I know you know each other, and, and you coordinated your, your, uh, your PowerPoints. Um, uh, is there anything that you'd like to uh, sort of say about <laughs> the, the overall report in, in closing comments? Um, and, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, we, 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 we would love to have Sean, okay, coming over to Hong Kong. Yeah, to, to to share uh, to share the report uh, to 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 speak okay about the reports okay not just in Hong Kong but also in the rest of uh, the GBA because it is actually our plan when we kickstart the project but uh, unfortunately uh, the pandemic uh, didn't allow this to happen yet but uh, we we will continue to monitor the situation and uh, we look forward to receiving him and uh, receiving his team and uh, we look forward to maybe we'll have an update of the report okay just to follow the latest development yeah thanks lewis uh <laughs> as lewis said we we we'd planned to do the release of this uh, may have been september a long time ago uh at a big conference in hong kong and then that got moved back to november december and it's been moved back again and again. So uh, I'm dying to get over there and talk to people on the ground uh, and to kind of uh, sort of explore with them what they're seeing on the ground. There's nothing like, like being there, especially when things are e evolving a a as they are. So I, I, I would just uh, encourage people to keep an eye on what's going on with the China Greater Bay Area. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I had spoken in the past at maybe three different conferences in the region. I was asked to speak on it, and I didn't quite get it. Uh, like, where's the bay? It's not like our bay. It's, it's the big bay. Uh, but it, it really has evolved you know, consistently as, as a, 
a really interesting uh, and potentially impactful concept and is a potentially significant framework uh, for companies from here looking to, you know, enter one of the, the major economic regions of China uh, and to access, you know, those resources around financial services, manufacturing, um, and, and, and some of the technology as well. So uh, I just suggested people keep an eye on that. And for that, uh, there's probably no better source than the Hong Kong Trade Development Council, as you could tell from Lewis's presentation. Uh, they're on top of that, and uh, we look forward to uh, continuing to develop the story. Good, good. Yes, uh, I uh, second all both of those final final comments. And I, I do want to extend our thanks to our speakers, Sean Randolph from the Bay Area Economic Council, um, Louis Chan from the Hong Kong Trade and Development Council. Uh, we also want to thank you, the audience, for being with us today and your, uh, your, your focus on this very, very important uh, set of questions and, and relationships. Um, the program you just watched and others like it, uh, I've been told, will be posted on uh, the club's website, www.commonwealthclub.org. And so you want to rewatch it or send it to uh, somebody who might really benefit from this uh, uh, there you go. And uh, now, as moderator um, of the common of this meeting of the Commonwealth Club of California, we're commemorating its 18th, um, 118th year of enlightened discussion. I'm going to take this meeting and adjourn it. So, uh, thank you one more time, Sean. Thank you to Lewis, and thank you to the uh, uh, Commonwealth Club staff that. Uh, uh, made this possible and, and treated us so well and uh, uh, um, brought this to you. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Uh, have a good morning, Lewis. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. You've been listening to the Commonwealth Club of California. Hear thousands of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting our work and help us bring 500 programs a year to listeners like you. Go to commonwealthclub.org donate. Think your way around the world with our travel programs to exciting domestic and international destinations. And when you're in the Bay Area, please join us live at our events. Thank you for listening and for your support.